Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So today I have a, a beautiful, amazing guest, somebody who uh, is doing amazing work in the world. She's a fellow podcaster. Uh, her show is called Boomers on Fire through the eWomen Podcast Network. But there was something that happened when we had a conversation earlier that caught my attention. And this woman has just continues to do, continues to express, continues to be her authentic self out in the world. And she is working a nonprofit now that I really wanted to uh, showcase on uh, Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. So I want to welcome Dr. Cynthia Barnett. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. So it, when we were having our conversation uh, a little while back, um, when you were interviewing me for your podcast, uh, you brought up this science academy that is for girls. That's a nonprofit organization that you got involved with. And in fact, you won uh, an AARP award for having done that work. So you, will you share that with um, our listeners? Yeah, well, um, I'll go back a little bit on how the, how the, whole, problem, how the whole program started. Well, it started, um, my youngest daughter mm -hmm. was off to college. I have three daughters and she was the youngest and she was off to college. So when I came back from dropping her off at her college, I was really amazed at how sad I felt and lonely because she had flown the nest uh -huh. and I was going to be an empty nester. And um, so when I would go to bed at night, there were questions bubbling in my head. Well, what am I going to do now? What's next? And, um, and then I found myself really getting um, really depressed and mm. lonely. I mean, I had a full-time job, but my job is like it was ended with my daughters now, the last one going off to school. Yes. So one day I was having a cup of Earl Grey coffee at Starbucks. And I read an article that said, why so few women in the sciences? Uh -huh. it was, and uh, a light bulb went off for me. I, it was like, all of a sudden, um, the whole feeling of feeling sorry for myself sitting on the couch, uh -huh. all of a sudden, I was on fire. And um, I just, I said, okay, I am going to join this movement because this fascinates me because I have three daughters and a granddaughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I decided to, um, I started this nonprofit organization to empower and ignite a spark in girls for science. And when I started it, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I had this idea that I wanted to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So what I did was um, I collaborated with a community college and I said, okay, I would like to have, I would like to try this out. So I hired four teachers to teach hands-on science. 
And I was looking for about maybe 50 girls. Well, 100 girls showed up. Wow, that's great. It was amazing. That and shows how, how much uh, young women are thirsting for more knowledge than what they're expected to have. Yes, I would also say the parents. Uh -huh. the parents saw an opportunity. And so the girls had such a wonderful time. The parents said to me afterwards, well, Dr. Cynthia, what's next? Well, I had not thought about a what's next. Yes. And that triggered a whole new program that evolved over the years. So the what's next became two science conferences a year where I collaborate with community colleges. And we get over 110 girls at each event. Wow. And from that, I created computer science programs where girls learned how to create apps and learned how to code. <gasps> oh my and, God, I got chills. Yeah, and the, the thing about it, Susan, I don't teach any of this. I was gonna say, do you know how to write code? No, but I know what, I know what kids need. Uh -huh. I, my background is I was, um, I guess I still am an educator. I worked in the school system for over 30 years. So I, um, I'm a great researcher. I love research. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I found a person who teaches computer science. So she's my computer science teacher. Wow. And then I heard about a program called Technovation. Technovation? Girls, Technovation Girls, where girls learn how to build an app to solve a community problem. And um, so that they become creators rather than just consumers. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. So it was, uh, that program is absolutely amazing. Then in my research, I found another program um, called Camp Invention, mm -hmm. which is a summer program. It's a week long program mm -hmm. that attracts girls from first grade to fifth grade. Uh huh. And Camp Invention is a licensed program where I purchased a license and they provide the entire curriculum with all the materials. And then I hired certified teachers to teach it. Wow. Yes. And I've been doing the Camp Invention for over five years and I get a lot of repeat girls coming back. Oh, so, that's fabulous. Yes. So when they, and when they come back, Dr. Cynthia, are they getting new curriculum then? Yes, every year is a different curriculum. Oh, okay. And what I found after doing it for um, the four or five years, a lot of my girls who were like in fourth and fifth grade, they were now sixth and seventh graders. And so the parents said to me, well, do you have anything for middle school girls? So I created one for last year for middle school girls. <laughs> and <laughs> I can hear where you're going with this now, Dr. Cynthia. <laughs> so now we have two summer camps, one for uh -huh. girls from first grade to fifth grade, another one for girls from sixth grade to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but the girls come and have a fantastic time. So how do, if somebody is interested in getting their kids involved in these programs, how do they find that information? Well, I, um, I pass the information out to the NOAA public schools uh -huh. and to other school districts. And since I've been doing it for quite a number of years, I have an email list mm -hmm. and I send out the information um, of all upcoming events and parents so, can help. 
so if somebody wants to find out what's happening next year in 2020 with all these mm -hmm. programs that you do, should they just email you directly and say, I'm interested? Yeah, they do that. And they also go on my website. Okay. Tell everybody your website. Um, www.amazinggirlsscience.com. And on that, on that, um, website is a list of all my upcoming events. Okay. So I have upcoming events until next July. Wow. And I'm okay. working on the fall events so they can find all the events that's coming up there. So this is the thing about this, everything that you've done is inspiring to me, empowering to me, Dr. Cynthia, because, um, and just like your podcast, Boomers on Fire, right? It's, there is no time really to shut down and say, okay, that's it. I'm done with life. It, it is a constant uh, reinvention. And like you said, it, it, this, this idea ignited you and it got you going again. And look at what you've done over the last five, six years. Well, I have been doing that program for about 10 to 11 years. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then <laughs> each year, I may create another program if I, because I, I love research and I'm always researching science. So if I see a program that I feel that we could institute, I just find the person to teach it. Oh my goodness. I want to be like you. Well, I don't like, I don't like researching so much, but I love yeah. having these conversations with people that just keep recreating and creating because the thing I know to be so is that, uh, we are here on planet earth to be creative mm -hmm. and to be expressed and um and to support each other to help each other with that it's not about okay i'm just going to be this big important person but to me it's about each individual shining their light so brightly that we all connect absolutely we're, yeah we're absolutely. all connected anyway yeah, yeah. The, and that's the, um, the gift you're giving yeah the most intriguing part for me and the most fulfilling is that I'm even more fulfilled now than I was in my previous career. Because in my of previous course. career, it was a fulfilling career, but this part is exciting because it's so creative. Yes. Um, and, and I could do the things that I want to do that I know is important. And I don't have to go through a whole lot of people to make that decision. So Isn't that's, that nice? That's what's intriguing to me. That's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? I am going to create my own programs to do things that I feel are necessary. And you were meeting a need that was not being necessarily met, right? As a matter of fact, um, now, now they're talking a lot about women going into STEM. And they're talking a lot about doing programs for girls going into STEM. Okay, so, say what, tell everybody what STEM is. Okay, STEM is S, science, technology, engineering, and math. Yes. Now we also call it SEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So this way it incorporates art because art is all the way through the science. Yes. Engineering is art. Yes. So, um, so you know, so people go back and forth between STEM and SEAM, mm -hmm. but it's all under that umbrella getting girls excited about science. And my most fulfilling time is when I see how excited the girls are. Because, uh, and there are no boys in the program. So 
you know, like when we build robots, for example, they have to program, build the robots, and figure out how to do it. Oh my if goodness. boys were in the mix, the girls would kind of sit back, especially with the programming. Mm -hmm. So I see a big difference between girls working by themselves and a mix of boys and girls. Yes. One of the gifts my parents gave me was uh, an, a private education at an all-girls school. And at the time, when I was in sixth, going, sixth grade and they told me that's where I'm going to school, I, was, I didn't want to go. But in hindsight, it's been the cornerstone of my foundation mm -hmm. in everything I've done. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and because there weren't boys in the, in the classroom that would in, could intimidate us. So every single young woman I went to high school with, we had intelligence and we, everybody went out and did something really amazing with their lives because we were given that foundation of education and allowed to ask questions and allowed to explore and be creative thinkers and, and to take risks to take risks you know so it's um it, it's amazing and now i have also have a program called mother and daughters engineering event oh wow because what i found along the way was that yes it's wonderful to educate girls talk to them about engineering not just talk to them but have them experience engineering mm-hmm if the mothers don't know what it is, they can't encourage them. Oh my goodness. You're brilliant. So, so I created, <laughs> You're brilliant. So I created a mother and daughter event and it has been the most wonderful thing. But it's interesting when we do the evaluations, the mothers say the biggest thing was bonding with their daughters. Oh, that's wonderful. Because a lot of these mothers may work two jobs. Mm. They come home, they really don't have much time. Mm. So I've had like a mother-daughter sleep over at the museum. And um, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. I have one coming up next year also. Oh, fabulous. Now, are any of your daughters involved in this right now? Or are they doing their no. own thing? They're doing their own thing, their own lives. My oldest daughter is an attorney by trade. Uh -huh. She travels the world for a company. My second daughter is an entrepreneur. She's an artist. And my youngest daughter is an assistant principal. Wow, all successful. Yes. I bet, I bet while you're proud of them, I bet they're very proud of you and what you've been yes. doing the last 10 yeah. years. My goal in bringing them up was that to, to create responsible women who could really take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. and well, and it sounds like they're also at, at uh, pivot points where they have an opportunity to, to also be help facilitate the change that's occurring in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, going back to the, um, the, the STEM and STEAM um, programs, mm -hmm. um, as you were sharing about that, I, I was hearing that, you know, science in the, in the, in the, when Galileo was doing science and Da Vinci was looking into science and, and uh, it was all about, it was all about being creative. It wasn't about what we think science is now of get, mm -hmm. getting down to the nanos and the molecules. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was all about how do I connect more with this incredible universe that I, I want to just be one with that. Is, that was a lot of what was going on for Galileo. And then we, and then we made up that his science was the real science. You know, it was, it, we 
narrowed down what he was actually doing and what da Vinci was actually doing, you know, because da Vinci not only was an artist and they needed to be artists because that's how there was no television. There were no apps. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a, you know, a graphic art program. They had to draw in order to understand the science that they were looking at. And out of that, like da Vinci, some of his paintings are amazing because he went into that inner world of what we now call science. Right. And they like, both created inventions that are mind blowing from the time that they lived. And we're now seeing parts of those inventions showing up in the world. Yeah. And what's absolutely always amazing to me is uh, the pyramids in Egypt. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was so much science going into it that people still can't figure out how those boulders were made and how they got them right. to, to do that. It, it's, right. I mean, um, my thing about science is that science is everywhere. We yes. don't have to go look into a mountain. We look at, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we are talking right now on that, what we are talking through Zoom, that's science. That's right. So I like to make girls and um, the parents aware that it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not like up in the sky somewhere where they can't reach it. It's right in front of them. Yes. So that, that brings it down to the essence of the simplicity of it all. Yes. Well, and it sounds like if I had gone through your program, I would be less intimidated about technology because te I, I, I straight up say I'm a, I'm a technophobe. You know, I'm afraid to push send because it might erase everything. You know, I still have that mindset I have to, I have to wrestle with sometimes. And so what you're doing is you're, you're not only educating them, but giving them, like you said earlier, um, the opportunity to take risks because they're not afraid. Yeah. They it's understand whole, it. Yes. It's a whole different generation. It's mm -hmm. um, because I'm just like you, I'm technophobia. I don't know anything. I do not know how to do the apps or coding. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure. I just know it's available. And I just know that um, our girls need to be um, not just consumers, but they need to be creators. So that's what I give them the opportunity to find out. And it's, um, it, I guess it's an opportunity I wish I had had when I was younger. Yeah. I'm like you, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid sometimes to do X, Y, Z, but I've come a long way. Oh, yes. I've come a long way. So, and um, it, it's, it's such an exciting life. And the, the, um, the thing I should mention to you is because of the work that I've been doing with the sciences and girls, I was nominated, there were 700 nominees for the AARP Purpose Prize Award. And that was about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And out of the 700 nominees, they picked five people across the country um, who were giving back to the community and making a difference. And guess what? I was one of them. Oh my gosh, I have chills. I, I'm so grateful you got recognized for this work. Not, not that you strike me as the kind of person that needs the recognition, but that just, Yes. sends out more um, ripples of the work that you do by winning an award like that. Congratulations. It was great validation for what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, do you have, is there, what's the most amazing or one of the most amazing projects the girls have come up with that, that really surprised and delighted you? The robotics. 
the robotics? Building a robot. Uh-huh. That to me was one of the most exciting things to watch the girls put all the pieces together, program the robot, and got the robot to move. Uh-huh. We have gone to quite a few competitions because we compete with other other groups that's doing the robotic competitions. Mm-hmm. And there are times in the competition where the robot, even though it was programmed well, wouldn't move. Oh. <laughs> so oh. the, girls, the girls had to go back and figure out the programming, mm-hmm. figure out how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that took a lot of problem solving, a lot of going back and trying it again. And that's yes. what it's all about. It's not because it looks like failure. It means that you need to go back and try again. Well, and that's certainly the scientific method, isn't it? Yes. And, you, and you, that's you're just I, experimenting. Yeah. Right. And that's what has intrigued me the most with the robotic program. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I wouldn't know the first thing about how to put those things. I used to do Legos with my son, you know, but it was a very linear thing to do. And he would come up with these creative things and explain to me what they were. But I, I, I wouldn't come up with that stuff. So to build a robot to me is, is incredible. Yes. And there's just so much going on now with Legos even. Yes. Yes. Some programs require le- the students to build the robot with Legos. Wow. The group. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if when people go to my website, there's a video clip on it. Okay. Shows, um, the girls working with the robot. Oh, and, how fun. Um, yes. So it's, um, you know, the whole journey has been a very exciting one for me. And I just love every moment. It brings out, one of my top strengths is creativity. So it brings out the creativity in me that as an assistant principal was very stifled. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in that role, there's, <laughs> I never found any creativity. Right. So now that I have the opportunity to express that creativity, I do it relentlessly. I love that. And the relentless, doing it relentlessly. That, so it sounds like you're, um, in, in, when we started ta- this chat today, you were talking about being an empty nester and feeling depressed and mm-hmm. what now and, and yeah. all of that. And it sounds like this uh, inner, Oh, I call it the divine urge that is constantly asking us to be more and to um, create. It sounds like you finally are satisfying all of that. It sounds very exciting, Dr. Cynthia. Absolutely. Um, When I taught in the classroom, I taught in a very creative way. And, but I knew that I was not going to be teaching for my entire career. Mm -hmm. I always prepared for the next step. Mm -hmm. And it looks as though I've been preparing for this next step and didn't really know exactly where it was going to go. Isn't that but, amazing? Yeah. I, and the thing I said to other people who are quote unquote retiring, mm-hmm. I don't believe in, I don't believe people should ever retire. Um, because just an example, I left the school system when I was 60. So I have been going out of the system for 16 years. What would I I have done in those 16 years? I would have been bored out of my mind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if I wasn't doing something so intriguing and so important to impact the lives of kids. So I basically have used my experience as an educator 
coming into this nonprofit. And um, so people who are quote unquote retiring, they can use those same experiences to find out what ignites them and just go after it. Mm. And they'll now, be able to live a satisfying life. And that sounds like another program for you to develop for the for the people that have been retired and they're going bananas, not knowing what to do next. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so one of the things that I'm working on right now, I never stop, Susan. I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I am creating a community of women mm -hmm. who, um, want to, uh, who want to ignite their spark, but really don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And the community will be encouraging each of us to move on and ignite our own spark. I love that. Okay, so I have a friend who just retired last year and I ran into her this last weekend and I, how, how's it going after a year? And she said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have, she was a nurse, a, you know, 30 year career nurse. And she's like, I, I, what's great is I get to take naps, but you know, mm -hmm. and I'm traveling a bit, but what am I really doing? You know, um, so, uh, so uh, you and I both have similar things uh, that we're doing. So how would people, if somebody wanted to get involved with this particular community, just go through your website to find it? Is that um, the best way? Well, I'll be honest with you, it's not quite up on my website yet. I'm oh. still working on it. I'm, it's okay. in the embryotic stage. Okay. So when it happens, then we need to have a, we need to have a chat again, okay? That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Be but meanwhile, wonderful. for anybody else that's listening, if you're stuck in that place of uh, empty nesting or mm -hmm. coming out of a traumatic experience like divorce or losing a job mm -hmm. and you don't know where to go and you're slightly depressed, I got a book. I got a book. <laughs> it's called Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. And the book is designed, it's a workbook, so it's designed specifically for you to kind of excavate what was and mm -hmm. clean out old belief systems. And then they're in the middle of the book, after you've done that work, there is um, a deeper investigation into who you are now. And mm -hmm. there are support systems within the book that help you begin to redefine yourself so you can know at the end of this 30 day journey where you want to go next. And like what you, Dr. Cynthia is talking about igniting your new, your new spark for life and what you're here to do. Because as we've discussed today, there, there is no ending as long as you stay curious and creative and are willing to change and, and then do the work. And it's really lo looking at your life as this, you, you had the first act, so now you're into the second act. You yes. know, when you, when you mentioned about your friend who's a nurse, one of the fellow um, Purpose Prize winners, she was a nurse. Uh -huh. And um, she was really concerned about death and dying mm. and how some people have no one with them when they die. So she created a program where um, people who are like homeless, uh -huh. don't have anyone where they can go and, um, and die in peace. Oh my have Someone there with them. Oh my goodness, that's she was, brilliant. Yes, she worked in, the, and she was really concerned about that. So she created a solution. So it's all about looking around, looking around at um, different things and mm -hmm. 
seeing if there's a problem and you just figure out how you create a solution. And the thing about it, you don't have to do it alone. There's right. always somebody who would want to help you. And if you find no one wanted to help you, you just go out and try it. Right, right. And there's tons of opportunities to serve our individual communities and, and support and help people in whatever that need is. I was talking to somebody yesterday um, about, I, my first half was all about being of service. And what I found is I, that is still the core uh, front leader for me of being of service. But I've also found that I have to um, support myself financially. Mm-hmm. And so the priorities haven't necessarily shifted, but, they, but now I see where service, being of service, mm-hmm. can also be the place where you are sustained financially. Mm-hmm. And, it, and there's nothing wrong about that, everybody. Because I know a lot of people that tend to be spiritual think that service is different from earning a living. Mm-hmm. But the two, it's necessary to be sustained financially so you can be of service. And when people are worrying about how am I going to pay my bills, it's hard to see where, where can I serve. Um, but the service within your local community is so important. And I would suggest that if you begin to look in your community where I can serve, you might also find a way of sustaining yourself financially as well. The two are not exclusive. The two can go together. And it's important for people to know that because when you want to lead with your heart, it doesn't mean uh, that your wherewithal, if you will, has to suffer. Right. And you know, um, and if you, if there's a financial end to it, you know, money is energy. Exactly. Thank you. It's not just a piece of green paper, it's energy. So when you put your energy into something, um, it's not, it's not the numbers, right? It's just part of, part of the plan. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Dr. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, again, the website is amazing girls science. So that's two G's and two S's.com. Now, is there a way if people want to support the programs, um, speaking about wherewithal and financial well-being, is there a way that people could donate to your program so you get yes. more funding? On the, yes. On the website, there's a donation button uh-huh. that they could either donate a one-time donation or a monthly donation. It could be as low as $25. And um, that those funding go directly to girls. Yay. Providing scholarships for those girls who just can't afford to go and providing more and more opportunities. It's all about opportunities. Opportunities. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me and, and sharing what you do. And I, oh, I'm going to, I'm getting choked up. God, this happens to me often. I just want to say thank you, Dr. Cynthia, for the amazing work that you're doing and that you keep igniting your own flame and you are shining so brightly so others can ignite their own and be that amazing light in the world that we all need right now. Thank you so much for the work you do. I I deeply appreciate it. Thank you, Susan. (laughs) And with that, before I have to blow my nose, (laughs) I'm going to say, and so it is, namaste. 
Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.